Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You, then he laughed about it. He, did you call me? He called no. Andy. I know what's happening here. Andy, what are you trying to oh, do okay. maybe differently on that side? This is why we can't the... trust the media anymore. Because you can take the audio. Spencer, you can take I'm the not video. the one that did it. There's, there's AI out there. Somebody clearly. I heard he let it leak into the national media. I did. And uh, you know who had a. The AP Coach of the Year is. Andy Stefanski. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing, Spence? Audio courtesy NFL Network, apparently. Um, Spencer in for Lima today. Yeah, I got people going, he just called me Andy? I was like, I think you might have could just called him Andy. Daryl like, chimed in on the situation. You said, did he? Did you or didn't you? He said, he he rephrased the question how I worded it. It sounds like maybe I, I the, the word is maybe wasn't made out. Okay. But he said, but if you look at the framing of the question, it's clear what I was trying to do. I wasn't trying to call him Andy. Okay. Now we have Elvis Gerbach here on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram hotline. It's not... It's not any other name, Spencer. Elvis. We have Elvis, who joins us live on the show. Elvis, thank you very much. Good to have be here, guys. How you doing? We're doing well. It's good to talk to you. I, somebody, so I said you were coming on the show, right? And somebody called in. They wanted to say something off the air. I don't know if this is true. Let me ask you. You got offered a scholarship based on you playing basketball? That is true. That's true. <laughs> Can you tell us that story? Oh, yeah. Please tell us that story. Yeah. All right. So I'm a St. Joe's grad. Um, obviously, it's uh, VASJ now. Um, back in 1988, for crying out loud, um, Gary Muller was a recruiter here in the Cleveland area, and Desmond Howard was on the football team there with me uh, at St. Joe's. He came in, was watching some film on Des, and came into the uh, the basketball. Uh, court and he was just kind of watching and uh, he knew Mike Moran and all the coaches and things like that just because they they know the area really well and uh, he was watching me practice and he goes who the heck is this kid and so that weekend we had a game against St. Ignatius which was our massive rival back in the day and he went to that game and I actually got uh, an offer for a scholarship literally the next week um, from Michigan. And there was a lot of talk about me going there as a tight end. Dave Diebolt, who had graduated from Mayfield, uh, also played basketball, was a year older than I am. He went to Michigan. Um, and so I ended up going there. Um, you know, I had Ohio State. Des and I got recruited by Ohio State. And that was the year that John Cooper got fired. Or, I'm sorry, John Cooper. Uh, Earl Bruce got fired. Mm-hmm. And then John Cooper took over. And then we never heard from Ohio State after that. <laughs> and then the rest is history. <laughs> um, oh yeah. And so, you know, it's just, it was one of those things that I was just really blessed to be have a, you know, a guy coming in there to just kind of see what was going on um, and then to see uh, and watch me play basketball. 
Um, he just wanted to make sure that I had an opportunity. Just, you know, they're just at that time, you know, I think it's a lot different now with uh, the amount of scholarships they're allowed and things like that. Back in the day, I mean, we had a hundred plus guys on our team uh, and depending on how many guys were on scholarship, but so they had an, you know, a good amount of guys that they could, they could bring in. Um, I was really blessed to kind of get there. And that was the last, you know, I played for Bo for two years and he, they put a completely different system. And that was the year when the Bengals went into the Super Bowl, and Boomer was kind of running that no huddle offense that, I mean, I mean, everybody, it just, it's kind of like really developed from that. And we instilled that in our offense and I kind of ran it and I called everything from the line of scrimmage. And it was one of those things that for me, oh. if it felt like I play, was playing basketball again. And a lot of guys feel like when they're in, you're in a no huddle offense, that's what you kind of feel is if you're just kind of like going and going instead of having to go to the huddle all the time and things like that. So, but yeah, my basketball background really got me my scholarship to go to Michigan. So you were calling plays at the line? Yeah. So what we did, um, we had an opportunity with the formation that we had, we could either go run or pass and go right or left. And I can call everything at the line of scrimmage. Are you the last guy to have that type of trust? <laughs> I mean, my God, I've never heard. I, honestly, I like there's guys like, okay, we check out of this or whatever, but I, that's not like that. That's, that's pretty no, strong. Well, I think, well, I think what, when you're in a no huddle offense, you have parameters that you got to read the defense. Obviously you got to read the defensive line, what position they're in and things like that. And then coverages, you know, now, now I, this is me calling it from the sideline. What I see when I'm watching games, especially at the college level, is they'll do kind of like that fake snap. They'll see what the defense is giving, and they look over the sideline, and they kind of get get plays called in. Because now I think maybe sometimes the coaches have a little bit more control of what they want and what they see from up top. But for us, you know, when I was – I had run-pass option right at the line of scrimmage. Now I was given – a specific run that we were going to run or a specific pass that we were going to pass. But I had to check the, you know, the line of scrimmage. And then I also had to uh, check the defense too. Elvis Gerbach joining us on the North Olmsted Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram hotline. Elvis being a, a Cleveland native, I saw you did a, an interview yesterday where you talked about the, the stadium situation that kind of popped up on our radar. Uh, I, I'm just curious, like from your perspective, having grown up here and knowing what the Browns mean to this city, why is, is building a stadium or renovating the current stadium or whatever, like keeping the stadium downtown, why is that important to you? Well, I, I, I think it's – I go both ways. You know, I, I understand uh, keeping the stadium downtown, um, having it on the water. I mean, to play – God forbid you're playing in a playoff game uh, when it's, you know, 20 below out and it's coming off the lake. Uh, I mean, that's a great advantage for the Browns at home. Um, however, monetarily, uh, for the city and things like that, um, I know there was talk maybe, and you guys will probably know more about this than I do is redoing the stadium, maybe putting a dome on it. I don't know. Um, but then there's also talk about going out in the suburbs. Now that's, that's the growing trend now. I mean, I, I haven't been to uh, new England stadium, but what, from what I've heard is they have like everything around that stadium where you have restaurants, bars, shopping, yeah. all those, those things. And so 
not only during the football season, but you can have also concerts and all that stuff, and it's all right there. But think about taking a stadium out of downtown Cleveland. What is that going to do to downtown Cleveland? That's that's the kicker right there. I mean, it's all well and good to you know put it out in the suburbs, but what it, what happens is downtown. What happens to all those restaurants and all those things um, that you know have that during the football season? Um, that's that that's the question that I think um, a lot of the leadership has to really consider. Elvis Gerbach joining us on the show. I want to get back to that in just a moment. I I, I do want to talk to you about what you're doing because I, I now I got a lot of questions off of this because you're from here, right? So like you kind of you saw it back in the day. So now I have a lot of civic questions to ask Elvis Gerbach. But you do have a good event coming up. Can you tell us about the event coming up? I think it's April, if I'm not mistaken. Correct? Yeah, April 13th. Um, Bernie and I and and <laughs> we could talk about Bernie all day long. Uh, I've known Bernie since I was in high school. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So I've known him. Some stories time. then. <laughs> uh, a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> all good, though. All good. Uh, Bobby Wing's going to be down there. Trevor Harris is going to be down there. Um, it's Damascus. A lot of people can go to Damascus.net and really kind of take a look at it. It's a sports trivia cup. Um, it's going to be an event over the weekend. Uh, you can go down there. It is, it's going to be really an opportunity for fans and us to really kind of like, you know, have an opportunity to go back and forth. Um, Not only just the sports trivia part of it, but really kind of spend a one-on-one, you know, Bernie and I have known each other for forever and it's, you know, he lives here in the area. I'm, you know, I'm on the east side of Cleveland and I know he's a little farther east than me, Um, but I run into him once in a while. And then this happened about six months ago, we were in Sharon Falls and he and I got to talking, and we got invited to go over to a good friends of uh, mine. And we just sat in the backyard or around the fire, and we were telling stories like you can't even believe, uh, all the way from Miami Hurricane days, Michigan days, all the way through the NFL, all the people that we know, all the coaches and all the different experiences. I mean, the people that were sitting around that campfire were like in awe of like what the heck was going on. And I just – I think that'll be kind of like that weekend for April 13th is an opportunity to really kind of like people to, to, to go one-on-one with us and, and, and spend some time with us and really kind of understand what a quarterback at the professional level really goes through. And what's the day-to-day life kind of Um, it's just an opportunity to, to, to be a part of that. And Damascus is a a great place to go and just really kind of get away from everything. Um, It's just, it's one of those events that I'm kind of looking forward to and it's been planned for a while and to have Bernie a part of that, I'm, I'm honored to be, you know, on stage with him. It's going to be a lot of fun. So how can people get involved? Uh, the biggest thing they can do is go to Damascus.net. Just go to that, and everything will be there for you. Um, that's, uh, that's, that's the best way to do it. Elvis Gerbach joining us on the show. Okay, real back, real quick, right back to the stadium stuff, okay? Because <laughs> I, I, well, I, it's a great perspective because it's like, okay, you play it in the NFL, you're a businessman, you know how this stuff is done, and you're from here. So there's – my whole thing of it is, is like, hey, I'm younger than you. I didn't see I, – I got to attend games of the old stadium, thank God, right before they tore it down, so I did get that experience. However, you know, I, I've always been a little bit critical of it because it's like, okay, if you get rid of the stadium downtown – I hear about all these plans, but these plans never seem to come to fruition. It's like, okay, this is at least an anchor of what we've had downtown for my entire life. And to lose that anchor, I'm nervous about kind of being let down in downtown Cleveland then. Yeah, so the question is, is okay, being let down, what does that mean? 
what happens to the businesses? What yeah, happens yeah. to all the restaurants, all that? that? I mean, I've got people that come here from, uh, you know, I had a good friend of mine that was with the 49ers, and he actually worked for the Indians for some time, and he was living downtown. And he was like, where is everybody? Where is everybody at downtown? Now, that's kind of changed. I mean, that's back in the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there are people that are downtown now. But what happens to the restaurants, the hotels, all those different aspects of downtown if you take that stadium out of there? That's that's the big question you got to have is that um, I think the businesses will really kind of get hurt uh, by that, I think, just overall downtown. Um, but there's a flip side. You know, going getting a new stadium and, and putting it out somewhere um, is a really draw to have that aspect of it. Um, I, I understand both sides of it. Me being just a traditionalist, I mean, I'd love to just keep that stadium, put a damn uh, roof on that thing, and then be able to use it, use it all year round. I so mean, you- I love going there for concerts. You know, I've been there for concerts. Like the, they had a couple people there, uh, uh, country concerts and things like that. I love going there. Um, and I love it to downtown because you can yeah. hit the bars beforehand and you can go to the games and, and all those different things. Um, but, hey, man, um, I, I'm glad I'm not making that decision. I know that. Well, <laughs> so, it's, so it sounds like you're definitely, you're Team Dome then in some capacity. Because you're, you're there's a lot of people who grew up going to the old stadium who are like, man, I want the elements. I want to be out there on the lakefront during the wintertime. And I, I think Ken and I both today have kind of talked about how, hey, if you, if you want to, well, if you're going to pay as much as you're paying for tickets, yeah. isn't it worth it to be comfortable? Elvis, my whole thing of it is, is like, hey, it, on the average, you know, I got this number. It's like, okay, for a pair of tickets on the average, upper and lower bowl, 3000 bucks, right? For a pair. It's like, well, if wow. you're going to, if you're going to pay and the prices aren't going to go down. And by the way, that's, that's one of the cheaper ones in the NFL. It, the prices uh-huh. aren't going to go down. So I, if I'm going to pay, I might as well be comfortable. I agree with that. Uh, and then there's no reason why you can't put like a retractable or something like that. Um, that's kind of ideal. I mean, you get the both elements and things like that. Um, you should have done that from the get-go, to tell you the truth. I mean, uh, to be able to kind of like uh, enjoy the weather when you can and then be able to kind of like enclose that thing and to be able to like, to me, it's one thing during the football season. I get it. Um, you want to be comfortable and things like that. But, hey, man, come January to all the way to August, I mean, really, what are you doing with that that stadium? I mean, how many events do you have in there? I mean, there could be a lot of different attractions going in there if it was a retractable or if it was a dome or whatever it was. And then what you can do, and then the businesses can, can flourish downtown because if you have events down there in the stadium, they're going to go to the restaurants or they're going to go to the hotels. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's for – I just – to. My specific thing is anytime you're in this environment where you're hit or miss with the weather, I think it's just prudent that you have some type of doming over a stadium. That's that's my that's my take. Do you ever get to Elvis Gerbach joining us on the show? Do you ever get tired of being asked to tell the People magazine story? <laughs> like everybody has to ask you, right? Come up. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> Like I, I, so I looked at my Twitter real quick while I was doing because I, you know, oh, I, got, I got forty minutes to get ready for Elvis, so I'm like, all right, I got to make sure there's no news. And people are going, ask him the People magazine story. I'm like, I, I asked him that the last time, but can you Super Bowl weekend? No. Can you tell us? You, you could, you could tell it. You could tell it after I get off the air. You could tell it. <laughs> 
See everybody, he's tired to answer the damn question. Uh, what are you up to now? Well, what have you been up to now? I know that you you know you've got it, kind of got away from the football thing, and you're you're working on business. Last time I heard, uh, what are you up to now? Yeah, so I run a small cleaning company. Um, I'm here in Solon. I'm sick, actually sitting in my office right now. We run. My wife and I actually run it. My kids are gone. They live in Chicago. Thank God. Um, we run a small cleaning company. It's called the Cleaning Authority of Solon. Uh, I bought the franchise about two and a half years ago. Uh, my sister-in-law is the manager. We're doing a great job. We have a massive area here in the Cleveland area. Um, you know, if you guys know anything about the business part of it, uh, about two years ago, it was really hard to really kind of keep staff, and we've done a nice job. We love our staff now. Uh, just, just a great group of people that we have here on a consistent basis. I'm doing that. And then the other thing, too, is, you know, I'm getting my master's in theology. Think about that. Um, wow. So I'm over at St. Mary's Seminary over there right off of 90, right there uh, in Wycliffe, and I'm there with the seminarians. I've been there for the last wow. couple of years, and I'm actually going to graduate in spring with my master's. Um, if you guys know what I've done in the past, you know, I coached over at St. Ignatius. I was back at my alma mater for about two years. I was the head coach there. Um Boy, when I was at St. Joe's, I had the Mike Morans, I had the Bill Guprods, the John Stories of the world, just great foundational people that um, were a great influence to me at a young age. And so with my degree in theology, I'd like to get back into teaching. I want to be able to teach theology at the high school level and also to be able to coach uh, to give this youth, you know, a little bit of a, a background of, you know, my Catholic faith. But also, what is, how does that incorporate into athletics? You know, everybody, everybody thinks Johnny is going to you know, get to that next level and go to college and go to the pros and all those things. And those, that's all good. Uh, but what is it that's going to happen when you do get into college and you're not playing sports anymore? Or whatever you're going to do in life and how are you going to be successful? I want to be able to maybe give back like what I had over at St. Joe's and, and the people that I was in, associated with over at St. Ignatius with uh, uh, Coach Kyle and all the coaching staff there. I want to be able to give back uh, to these kids. I can run this business and, and do this. This is one of the things that we can uh, do. Um, and my wife's really good at it. My sister-in-law is really good at it. But that's what I have a passion. That's what I want to be able to do is give back to the youth. Elvis, it's a pleasure. Give us one more time. The event, how people can get a hold of it. All right, get a hold of it. Go to Damascus.net. It is the Sports Trivia Cup. Myself, Bernie's going to be there. Uh, Bobby Hoying's going to be there. Trevor Harris is going to be there. Multiple other sports figures are going to be there. April 13th, come on down. It's at the Damascus campus, Main Lodge in Sederberg, Ohio. It's going to be a great event. It's going to really kind of just uh, be able to, to be one-on-one with us and, and really just enjoy weekend um, there's tables available, I think up to nine to 10 people at a table or whatever, get a group of guys, just come down and just relax and just be, uh, just hanging out with us. It's going to be, it's going to be a great event. So I appreciate it. Elvis, outstanding friend. Take care. Hopefully we talk to you again very soon. Appreciate you, Elvis. You want me to do this Westwood one voice guy? I mean, I don't and you want me to do it in his voice? Say Barbasol. Yeah. <laughs> Kick off with Boomer Esiason and Mike Fal- I'm going to. No. Guy's got the my best voice, voice is going to go. I looked him up well, on. Well, anytime uh, you say Boomer, it's like one of yeah, those bugaboos that your voice will and be I'm gonna gone. Lose it. I'm such a weirdo. I, I actually went to YouTube and searched David Lee voiceovers. And there's like 
20 minutes of WSUP. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. And I'm like, oh, this is good stuff. Oh, this up. Yeah. The Tri-State's home for a solid rock. Kick off with Boomer Esiason and Mike Valeni. They cover all the news around the football world and weigh in on the final two teams standing this night, Friday night, at 7 on over, before overtime with Jonathan Peterlin. Listen on the Odyssey app presented nationally by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos, brought to you by those who drink it. And Lowe's, Lowe's Nose Home Improvement. Probably shouldn't do that voice either. This night? An I call head coach of the Browns, Andy. I didn't do that. You did. I didn't do that either. I don't think the Browns have ever been coached by a guy named Andy as a head coach. Andy, what are you trying to do oh maybe God. differently on that side of the ball that sort of respect this? And why is somebody Ask like Ken Dorsey, who we obviously met earlier in the week on Monday for the first time, oh, and what does he bring to the table? Job. Coach, one moment. Did you just call him Andy? Yeah. He, he's in the run. <laughs> and then you laughed about it. That's all this is. That's all this is. There you go. I laughed about it because I didn't call him Andy. Okay, sure. Whatever. Boy, it's fun to be on the other side of this. I see why you guys enjoy it so much. He, he's in the run. <laughs> Accusing somebody else of saying something they didn't say. This is a lot of fun. Andy, what are you trying to do maybe differently on that side of the board? There you go. This is, this is an cl- enjoyable there's, experience. There's clearly a jump in the audio. Am I? Do I have a problem? Just saying. Do I have a problem? Yes. Personally? Yes. I am all Which too one? happy to do it completely alone. What is it? Well, I want to listen to Mike Francesa from last year on his Francesa podcast. This is the legend, the Pope, Mike Francesa, speaking about watching the Super Bowl alone. Everybody is watching this game, and I've made this comment many, many times. If you watch the ball drop or you watch the Super Bowl alone, you have to reassess your, your life. Something's not right. These are not days. These are not events to be experienced alone. If the ball drops and you are alone, and I can tell you I've never... You know, fortunately, I've never experienced that. Same thing with the Super Bowl. If you are not at a party somewhere or having a party, there's something wrong. You need to reassess that. Audio courtesy of Back After This on Twitter, Funhouse. <laughs> Back after this. I love that. I love that account. Um, 
<laughs> now, I'm a big, you wouldn't expect it because <laughs> I don't know if our personalities could be any different. I'm a huge Francesa fan and been that way for since I ever listened to Mike and the Mad Dog. And to hear that audio, I'm going, oh boy, because I am all too happy on Sunday. Guys, I'm going to be watching the second half of that game in my bed. In sweatpants and a t-shirt, in bed, watching the second half Thinking of Thinking about game. his bronze prediction for 2024. I cannot wait. Possibly. I cannot wait to have no one at my house. My kids more than likely. No, because they'll have. No, they, they have to go to school the next day, don't they? Yeah, that's yeah. how it yeah. works. For some it's not, reason, it's not, pre- it's not President's Day weekend. They yet. they don't have school Give today. It a couple years though. though I don't know why they don't have school today, but they, they don't have school today. Mine don't have it next Friday or President. Why? What's the point of even going to school? Yeah, why? Why? What? What is it? What is today? Yeah, I, and I know how old I. I don't know what today is. Ask Ask the borough. I have no clue. No school today. <laughs> okay, no school. No big deal. Like you sit there you and you wait for them to go to school. Uh, celebrating all the awards. What? The yeah, I guess night? so. They they found it important that all the kids celebrate <laughs> Miles Garrett winning Defensive Player of the Year. So if that's the reason, fine. Did they give him off the Friday after the Thursday night win that clinched the playoff? You first? said your kids are off today, Owen. No, next. Oh, Friday. next Friday. Okay. Yeah, I'm pretty positive they're off today. So it better be today instead of next Friday because I let them stay up and just ass off last night as I went to bed. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they're tardy. Uh Anyway, no, I'm more than happy to sit there and do nothing and have nobody over on Sunday. I cannot wait. This is honestly, this might be my most enjoyable Super Bowl ever on Sunday. So I'll get to the Super Bowl thing here in a second. I, can we get back to him mentioning the ball dropping, though? Like, that's the hit. Well, there's, but he's well, mentioning no, no, no. there's certain things that him, you have to be with him people. Him mentioning the ball dropping, though, is like, that just comes off as like New no. York City elitism. Because I, I, I don't know, man. I, uh, everybody watches the ball drop in New York. Okay, but, but the, thing, he, I, the I mean, thing I've noticed. Talking about Francesca, that, that's fair. basically, in, yeah. In New York, he's probably right. But I'm saying, like, nationally, I've, I've, I've gotten older. I've run into more and more people who don't give a rip about the ball dropping. Like, I know people who go to bed don't even before midnight. Yeah. Welcome to 1967. <laughs> I get that. I still wake up all of my family. And I've noticed that about myself. Like, New Year's Eve used to be, like, one of my things. Like, I used to love, like, going to New Year's Eve parties with friends, with, like, we home from college, whatever. Yeah. And then as I've gotten older, like, this year, my wife was, like, struggling to even stay asleep. We were just a- sitting on the couch together watching it all unfold. I've never been a fan of New Year's Eve, but I've always been like, ah, I could stay up to a minute. But I don't yeah. sleep. I, I only sleep, yeah, like, three I'm hours I'm like a you. Day. I stay up late. So. But I'm so excited to not have anything going because I don't know what made our house, the house in the neighborhood, don't get your keys out. I don't know what made our house the house in the neighborhood, but it's we had New Year's. We had a couple of birthday parties. I can't help that. I mean, okay, well, you're going to have what you have. Everyone's coming had, over, huh? We had, uh, we had Halloween. Halloween is a blow-up. People are always walking in and out. Well, you, you love Halloween, party. right? Do you, oh, yeah. do you do like a big Halloween bash? We did not have a pineapple party. No, but I mean, it is. It, basically, my house is open to the entire neighborhood, and people are walking in and walking out. You do the big candy bars, Ken? Uh, no, it's a, it's a big like communal oh, it's experience. Show up. Yes, it. it's a communal experience. Like I have we a friend a, from my home. From, uh, my, uh, from Rochester. Yeah. His dad does the same thing. Like it's usually either the day before Christmas Eve or yeah. on Christmas Eve. And he just tells everybody, like, he invites everybody. Oh, hey, so come on over. Thank you for reminding me. We hosted Thanksgiving and Christmas. Okay. For the whole family, Thanksgiving and Christmas. We had the, we had the Halloween. So I had three straight months of, of get together. So technically four when you bring in new years. So you had back to back on the month, another month, another week, four right there. Boom, 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 boom. And then birthday parties were at the house. So it's been nothing but hosting, 
And my neighbor last week during basketball, you're not having a Super Bowl get together? Because we always have people for the Super Bowl. And for the other stuff, man, hey, I'm fine with it. I like people coming over. I'm going to tell you guys right now, hosting and having a bunch of people over on the Super Bowl for what I do, it yeah. sucks. Because I got to wake <laughs> up at 3 in the morning. and I, That's fair. I've been very terrible. adamant. I've been very adamant that anytime the Browns are in a big game, nobody's coming over. Yes, so, I need okay, to pay attention so, to that wait, game. Wait. So let me ask you this: When inevitably the NFL adds an 18th game and the Super Bowl now is being played on President's Day that weekend, will, be will that change? Because you'll have President's Day but off, I would assume. You think I will, but I won't because we'll work that Monday after the Super Bowl, like we did, mm. like we did for MLK, Especially, right? Because right. we worked that Monday because after the Browns yeah. played a playoff yeah. game that so, day before. Yeah, yeah, and it's a day after the sense. Super Bowl. Everybody works the day after the Super Bowl because they react after the day after the Super Bowl. So now I, have, I almost said Super Bowl like Jeff. Super Bowl. So I have to be on. So it's always going to be that way. And I'm if I'm waking up at three, I'm watching the game alone. I'd rather watch the game alone. And Liz likes to have a lot of people over. She likes to entertain. And then there's not just that. It's not just going to the party and having the drinks and everything. It's the cleanup on that. And I have to help clean up because then I feel bad about it. Yeah. So I don't want to do. I don't want to do any of that. I'm happy to just have some dinner and go to bed and watch the game until I go to bed, and then I'll fall asleep right after the game. I sort of I'm lean. I'm so excited about Sunday. I sort of lean in the lane with Francesa on this one. I, which is funny because I disagree with a lot of the goofy things he says sometimes. But I, I, I this one I think he's right. I, I'm a big Super Bowl party person. We used to actually host one. We haven't since we moved into the new house. Um, you got a little baby too. Now, yeah, that so. makes it harder too. Like, because then, uh, he, then you're like, guys, he has, sh- well, usher, he, shut he has up. FOMO and he sees all the people right. and he wants to stay up and then he's like crying and you got to got to deal with all that. Um, so I, I don't know. I th- I personally think the Super Bowl is an event that you got to enjoy with other people. Now it has to be the right amount of people. I don't want like a million people where you can't hear the game at all. You can't catch every now and then with some of the one, one or alone. two of the better commercials. Dead ass. These alone. these Super Bowls, I do not have people. It's me and the boys. We watch. Well, when, it, when it's your we're team, Chiefs fans. Sure. Yeah. Now the year Ooh. that it was that the Bengals were in it the last you know in the last couple of years, and definitely everybody came over. In laws came over. Everybody came over. I didn't care then, but yeah, when it's your team. It's a little different. We're not. And, and so, we're not having a party. We're doing some business. Browns fans don't yeah. know what that's like to the, at this point, obviously. But I let, think let even with the though, playoff thing, someday. Well, I don't know. I don't know how you are. Someday, Spencer. Jeez. Well, no, I don't. I'm a ball over the room. Here. I'm not on, saying Spencer. it's it's not going to happen. A Chiefs fan, you don't even say that okay. stuff. I'm not saying it's not going to happen. What I'm trying Sounds to get like you're saying it's not going to happen. What I'm trying to get at is like when you called the coach of the Browns, Andy. I don't know. Oh my god. I'm not the one who called him Andy. I didn't call Andy. Some very nice doctoring work by Owen over here what else are you uh, gonna say over there oh you're also a red sox you, fan i forgot about that we want to talk about the guardians are you the here? type of fan owen who like you get angry when your team like how do you respond to your team no losing? i'm i i usually drink okay <laughs> but a lot of drinking <laughs> if you'll notice i have worked after the chiefs have won two super bowls since i've been on this show they've played in three this will be the fourth I took one off. It was after they played the Bucks. Okay, but like when they lost that year, if you had had people over, would it have been like a situation you're like, all right, get out, and you're yes, just go, yeah, you, like that's what I mean. That's the other thing. Well, you they played. People, if you have people over when your team's in it, you're really letting them see a peek behind the curtain of like if you start getting yeah. angry, if there's like a real bad play well, that cost get, your team the game, and it, like there, I'm there's trying a whole to get side rid of that, the memory. How much bronze games in the dark? I also have a quick update for you, Ken. <laughs> what? Uh, good news, bad news. Streetsboro does have the day off. I have their school calendar. All up. right. Uh, bad news. They also have next Friday off. That, how do we have two Fridays off in a row? It's a good Friday. 
Is it Good Friday? No. Oh, I was about to say. It's like, what? That's in Good like Friday. We April. haven't even gotten to Lent yet. It's Friday the 13th next week. Oh. Is that why, why they, they have it off? The day off? They're like, keep your kids home. Hide your kids. Hide your wife. <laughs> is this, I mean, is this, are we falling behind here? I mean, it's not Friday the 13th next week, but. Why did we have today off then? Today was staff collaboration day. What are we collaborating about? <laughs> what is there to, you know, whatever. They're fine teachers. They're nice people. Hey, come on. Oh. Those so are the educators of my children over there. the collaboration is? What are they teaching where are you the gonna kids send your kids? Where are you gonna send your Where are you going to send your son? Uh, if, if we're still living in Twinsburg, when he go, when he's right. old enough, he's going to go to Twinsburg. That's not too terribly far away. Wait until I show up out there and make an ass of myself. <laughs> All right. I got your number, buddy. Uh, 216-474-0092. We're not doing coming in hot. We're not doing coming in hot. Can we do Mitch, please, at least? We'll, we'll try to do that. And I, guess, I mean, it is a Super Bowl. I guess I got to make a prediction, right? We're going to make yeah, a prediction? Yeah, you have to. Okay. So, a, a begrudging prediction and elitism. And Mitch, please. Are you even a talk show host it if is you don't a, make a prediction? It is a tour de force no. coming up next on The Fan. I, let me tell a people magazine story here because I forgot it. I always do that. I always forget the next segment. I do segment. it all the time, too. I'm like, ah, oh, I'll tell you the answer when we come back. And people are like, no, you're not. You're going to forget. <laughs> so the People Magazine story, real quick. We had Elvis Mac, we had Elvis Gerbach on, and the story goes, because he's definitely tired of he telling was, it. He was up for, like, sexiest athlete or sports. Rich Gannon was the people's mm. sexiest athlete. But the photographer went there. They obviously didn't know the difference between Rich Gannon and Elvis Gerbach and they took Elvis Gerbach's picture and then did a thing on Elvis Gerbach. And it was supposed to be Rich Gannon who was the sexiest <laughs> athlete for that year. I think it was 1998. But Rich Gannon was supposed to be the world's sexiest athlete in People Magazine and ended up being uh, Elvis Gerbach. I wonder how, how does Rich Gannon feel about that? That that's the side that I really. I don't know, man. I've had to be honest with you. I've had Rich Gannon on uh, the CBS Sports National Radio show, show a few yeah. times when I was doing it, and it wasn't a very good interview. Come on, he's a little prickly, man. I ain't gonna lie. Even though he ended up with the Raiders and winning MVPs that that year in Kansas City, I think. Well, he did three years there, I think. But yeah, some guys. I are had tight. to tell Elvis at one point. I I missed Rich. Hey, you never know. Well, that was a nice thing to say. Sometimes Lord. sometimes people surprise you. As a theologian, and you're doing that. <laughs> yeah, well, that's why I kept it clean. Like, sometimes you get athletes who they're more reserved as a player, but then they break out into doing media stuff, and they, mm-hmm. they open up. And then sometimes it's the opposite. Like, you you just – and sometimes they're just what they are as a player is what they are. Like, like Bill Belichick's a good example of this. Him at those press conferences is not the guy you get when he was on the college game day set, for instance, at uh, Army-Navy this year. Mitch, please, coming up in just a moment. Ohio State, they brought aboard a big name to help coordinate the offense this year. Of course, he might even leave before the season even begins. Nick Wilson and Spencer German, who's sitting across from me, they got it all during Sons of the Shoe. It's the latest episode on 923thefan.com or on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Also reminding you, get Sons of the Shoe and get the emerging podcast scene. We had the back room edition today, or yesterday. Matt Adorney, the head coach down at Mogador High School, joined me on the pod. And Owen, Owen had some great questions talking about the future, the past, the present of high school football in Northeast Ohio and the possibility of eight-man football coming to the state to help proliferate football throughout the state. Are we ready for Mitch, please? I think we are. Mitch, take it away. I'm ready. So we have the clip from the NFL Honors last night 
of uh, now two-time Most Valuable Player honoree Lamar Jackson. This was during his uh, acceptance speech in which he referenced uh, last year's kind of off-season drama and how uh, it led to his season this year. I want to thank my organization, you know, Baltimore Ravens, for, you know, finally getting this deal done. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that was he's good. A, he's a Hall of Famer now, right? That's, that's a Hall of Famer. Two-time well, MVP? If you're a two-time MVP? I do. Well, this goes. I don't know. The playoff record kind of hurts him. But. Well, that, that, that was what I was going to say. Earlier, I asked the question if Eli Manning next year is a first ballot Hall of Famer. Now, I, I guess he's going to get in at some point, but what, what carries more weight, two Super Bowls or two MVPs? Probably two Super Bowls, right? I mean, Lynn Swan. I don't know. You can get on a, a heater, and he seemed to have gotten That first time they won the Super Bowl, they were not good to start the season. No, yeah. oh, I mean, that and team they was put bad. put it together. I mean, they, like stumbled it. they kind of like stumbled in. Too, and I'd love to say, I, when he first retired, I'm like, oh, he's a first ballot guy. And then we're now five years away from it, right? Or will it's, be. It, what's crazy about Manning is like you look at his his regular season stats. I think because the class he will be. Mm-hmm. But you look at his regular season stats and he's not really up there with some of the other guys. Right. But you can't take away the fact that he won two Super Bowls. And his playoff record's crazy. Well, his playoff record's pretty good. And even his playoff stats outside of those two years where he won the Super Bowl isn't aren't amazing. But again, if you think about the idea of can you write the the history of the NFL without him, you can't. He beat the best team of all time. In the one one question to sit on before we do the um, it's it's corny and cliche, but we have to do it. The Super Bowl prediction. Ask yourselves this question: Kevin Stefanski, two time coach of the year. Don't answer it. Don't answer it. Answer. Think about it this weekend. Is Kevin Stefanski elite? Talking about Ravens quarterbacks, got to talk about Kevin Stefanski. Is Kevin Stefanski an elite coach? Real quick He's that- a two-time coach of the year. He's been to the playoffs two times in four years. He had five different quarterbacks last year. He's taken two different quarterbacks to the playoffs. Is Kevin Stefanski an elite head coach in this league? Don't answer that. Also only the 13th coach all time to win the award multiple times. And there's some good names on that list. Shula, Parcells, Belichick. Don Shula, he's in the he's same. He's won it four times. Shula's one of the most. I think four times, I think it was. But there's only 13 coaches now who have done won it multiple times. Holy. Not Mike. Ron Rivera's won. Holy Chautauqua. I had no idea. Joe Gibbs. All right, we ready? Let's go around the room. Who's winning on Sunday? You know my answer. I'm working on Monday. That means the Chiefs are winning, and I don't have to drink through the Super Bowl. Are you giving two or two and a half? Was it two and a half now? Two and a half right now. Are you taking it then? I'll, I'd take it, of course. Okay. Spencer, what do you got? I'm never betting against Patrick Mahomes again. I'm taking the Chiefs. And... Woo! Travis Kelsey's going to retire. Oh, I agree with that. I we'll have, see him week 10 next year. <laughs> I have a, You going to pull a Gronk and join midseason? That's a great theory. I, uh, Lima shared I'll give, that, and I think I'll he's right. I'll give credit to Lima. He was the first one to say it out loud, but I agree with him. Mitch, what do you got? My head says the Chiefs, but my heart's saying the Niners. Please, Brock, just, just end it, please. What the Chiefs do to you, Mitch? I love Brock Purdy. He's a good Mitch man. Mitch hates the Chiefs. His you, family you, you is hate one. I hate them now. Is that what it really is? Sure. The mm. Chiefs defense, I think, might be the best unit on the field. I think they have the toughest job. If they can make this a quarterback versus quarterback situation, I'm going to take Patrick Mahomes. So I will take Patrick Mahomes. And obviously, I'll take the two and a half. I'm going to take Kansas City to win the thing. Let's go 31-28. Big thanks to everybody who joined us. Have a wonderful... And yes, guys, coming in hot, we'll be back in two weeks. I'm not going to do it without Lima. Sorry. It's just it's disrespectful to the new father. Have a wonderful Tall Boy Friday, my friends. Hey, vodka.
Whiskey. Really, he just bit my ear off if I decided Tequila. to do bits without him. That's how More it kind of works there. Yeah. So he might have had another baby and still kiss my ass. Andy, what are you trying to do maybe differently on that side of the ball that sort of sparked this? And why is somebody like Ken Dorsey, who we obviously met earlier in the week on Monday for the first time, what does he bring to the table? Coach, one moment. Did you just call him Andy? Yeah. He, he's in the run. <laughs> hey. Cool. I got on the last show. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.